I am talking to you right now from Northampton, Massachusetts. That was not the original plan, but I took the Amtrak from Monter out of Burlington. Um, by the way, today's Tuesday, September 20th, I think, about that, whatever Tuesday is, and it's about 10 o'clock in the morning. And I, the reason I wound up here is because when I took the Amtrak from Monter, it appeared to have about a 45-minute layover in Springfield. So I knew it was a little tight to box up the bike and get get the bike, because for the Lakeshore Limited that I'm taking west, you have to box the bike and put it in the check baggage. Um, but the only and the, the only thing you really have to do is um, you have to take off the pedals and you have to turn the handlebars. So, you know, not a big deal. Both things I'm able to do. But I figured even at 45 minutes, even if I get there a little too tight, for them to get it in the check baggage section, hopefully at least they'll let me just like box it up and it'll go a day behind me, and that was that would be okay. But uh, yes, yeah, so I get there at about three ten. The train was supposed to get in at two thirty five, and the Lakeshore Limited left at three twenty three. So there was no way that it was getting on the train, and so I started trying. I said, well, "All right, well, let me see." Brought out the bike box, and I said, "All right, let me see. Uh, let me see how to uh, if I can get the pedals off." And I was trying to get the pedals off, and um, by the time I was going to have everything worked out, I was going to miss the train. It was already boarding. and So I said, all right, well, I know this area kind of decently. I'll see if I can. That was in Springfield, Massachusetts. And I was like, well, I'll see if I can figure out, um, you know, know some people around. Maybe I can figure out a place to stay or I can always camp, um, you know. Not a problem. So I said, oh, so I changed my ticket for the next day. And I said to the guy, I said, you know, I thought there would be plenty of time for a layover. And he goes, well, that train's always late. Vermont is always late. So that's why it's not a guaranteed connection. This is what he tells me. And I'm going, if it's always late, why can't you fix the schedule? But obviously it's not him because, you know, it's the, somebody else who makes the schedules. <laughs> and this guy just has to uh, hear from people complaining about the thing being late. So uh, so that was a real bummer because it looked like it would be a perfect connection, and it was not. So uh, Amtrak got a bit of improvement to do. But uh, advocating Amtrak is probably harder than advocating the MBTA, so I'm not going to bother. Um, but anyway, so I so I was in Springfield, and I was trying to figure out what to do. It was about 3.30, 4 o'clock, and I decided that I'd probably have better luck trying to camp in Northampton or Amherst than in Springfield. Um, Springfield being a very, um, sort of a poor, like a rundown city that's, um, you know, has just not... Uh, not a good. It doesn't really have good places to, to camp, and I'd be competing with a lot of homeless people. I thought, and I, I didn't, didn't know. I don't know. I just thought that Northampton would be a lot more pleasant. So I uh, took the bus up here, the local bus, uh, PVTA. Um, it's the Pioneer Valley Transit Authority. It's the local bus service they provide. Um, they kind of have three hubs. They kind of have Springfield, and then there's um, Northampton, which is about an hour north of Springfield, and then there's. Um, the five colleges area, which is run by UMass Transit, which is all, um, the drivers are all students at UMass Amherst, which is, you know, kind of interesting. And they, uh, and that service is free. Um, so they run, you know, so they, but it's all linked together. And so I took the local bus up to, or the, actually they have an express version, um, from Springfield to Holyoke, which is a city halfway between Springfield and Northampton. And then, uh, I took the bus from Holyoke to, uh, Northampton. And on the way, actually, while I was waiting for the bus in Springfield, I ran into an old friend and colleague, uh, a guy named Price, who um, has been active in transit and, and bike circles for a long time. And um, 
and he said, you know, so we were chatting, and he's like, oh, what are you doing out here? <laughs> it was that thing. It was like, I was like, what are you doing out here? He's like, no, what are you doing out here? Um, and then, so yeah, he's like, why don't you stay at my place in Holyoke? So I did that. And then today I got up early, and he went to work, and I came back to Northampton for a few hours. And then I'm going to go down, very briefly, I'm going to go down to Springfield and uh, box on my bike and make sure I get on that train. Came here to Northampton uh, in part to uh, restock on all the snacks and everything that I wound up eating yesterday after I had stocked up in Burlington. Absolutely fantastic uh, food co-op in Burlington. And uh, now I'm uh, yeah, now I'm here in Northampton doing that. I uh, went to the first vegan restaurant that I have in several weeks. And the there was one... There was a vegan restaurant in Burlington, but the hours did, and the location didn't really jive with uh, with my schedule. And I guess if I knew where... I passed it on the way to the Essex Junction train station. And I guess if I realized that was going to happen, I probably could have left earlier. And um, Anyway, just that's beside the point. Um, but... I went to, I biked up the Northampton Rail Trail, which I think is now called the Mass Central Rail Trail. It's supposed to be a, the Mass Central was, was an old railroad that went basically all across Massachusetts, um, all the way from, from Worcester or Fitchburg, I forget, um, all the way west to, into, um, to this area, the Pioneer Valley, and uh, I think further west. Um, it's like over 100 miles. And there's pieces of it that are complete, but, you know, this is probably the longest rideable section is out between Northampton and Florence to the west, and then there's just like, you know, a few miles. And then to the east, between Northampton and Amherst, it's about 12 miles. I think that's the longest that's completed so far. Um, but anyway, yeah, it's, I took a ride out here and to Cafe Evolution and uh, near the center of Florence and had, a, had an excellent vegan meal. That was, that was wonderful. And um, I am headed back into Northampton to... Uh, finish restocking my snacks and make sure I'm well prepared for the train and then I'm going to head down to Springfield make sure I get out there in plenty of time and get the bike boxed up and ready to go and uh, I guess that concludes the tour if the tour hasn't been concluded already um, thanks for listening I will update you further along the way I'll be staying in I'll be laying over in Chicago I get to Chicago tomorrow morning at about 9.45 uh, central time and uh, get then I get then my train leaves Chicago at two o'clock, uh, again Central Time, and arrives in Denver the following morning, which will be Thursday, at about seven a.m. Uh, if all goes according to plan, and uh, so yeah, I'll be in Chicago for a couple hours, but I'm not really going to be doing much there, and I won't have the bike because the bike will be boxed up, and it transferred directly for me. So, um, but I may walk around a little bit, but I don't think I'll update from Chicago. I might. Um, but you'll probably hear from me next again in Colorado. Thank you for listening, and that is the sound of a bicycle going by on the uh, Norwatic Rail Trail, or Northampton Rail Trail, I think. Excuse me. Um, talk to you in the mountains. Oh, and one more thing. Uh, I seem to keep doing this. Um, I also met a guy named Etan, who is... Uh, a transit advocate from Boston, who actually turns out is, uh, is working here a couple of days a week. So he's kind of going back and forth between here and uh, Cambridge, which I found uh, interesting. And uh, I don't know if I could handle something like that. It's about two hour, over two hour trip. I think he said it's, he takes a train out to the end and the commuter rail out to the end of Fitchburg. And it's like a, over an hour drive from there. Um, that's a long, long ride. Um, but anyway, we, we uh, had an opportunity to talk transit and talk about 
the, some of the transportation challenges in a place like this, which is more. And I also talked about a lot, a lot of that with with Bryce as well. Um, learned a lot about the area. This is one of the nice things about meeting locals is that, that you learn a lot about places you don't know about, or even places you might think you know about. And uh, we talked about how the main travel corridors here are pretty much north-south, and not so much east-west because it's so far from Boston. It's the drive is about is over two a little over two hours to Boston with no traffic, and um, and obviously there's there's often traffic, and so you know we talked about how people in this area are pretty much going north-south. You know you're going Springfield, Holyoke, Northampton, Greenfield is the city in the north. Where the, the, it's a big town, um, Greenfield. It's a pretty cool co-op. I've been there before, and um, you know, decent town center for a town of that size. And uh, you know, definitely an old industrial city. Like a lot of these, a lot of these places, old industrial cities. Um, Holyoke is the is the paper city because it had a lot of paper mills and it has a big canal system. Which basically, the way they did the canal is they pretty much created an created an island um, inside. A, um, a square, a rectangular canal, which uh, is kind of interesting. Um, but anyway, yeah, lots of history here, and and we talked about how yeah people people move, and then you know is it worth trying to improve the transportation east west, and you know what what needs to be improved and what could what could rail offer you know there's there's talk of rail from of a commuter rail from Springfield down to. What is it? No, from Greenfield to down to Springfield. It, basically, the the length of the corridor. This is I ninety one, Interstate ninety one. If you want to look this up on a map, um, you basically see Greenfield near the near the uh, northern northern part of this near the northern uh, boundary of Massachusetts, and um, near the south is, is Springfield. And uh, Connecticut is building actually right now a commuter rail from Springfield down to uh, through Hartford and into New Haven. Um, the whole the whole corridor is is part of uh, the Amtrak Vermonter and um, or at least the Vermonter down to yeah it's it's part of the Amtrak Vermonter the whole way and there's also a shuttle Amtrak shuttle that runs from uh, Springfield to New Haven to connect with Northeast Corridor trains coming out of Boston to New York so there is uh, there there is there may be a lot of potential but it's a little unclear because these are not very heavily used corridors right now on transit. Um, and, you know, there really isn't that kind of frequent, fast regional transit. There's Peter Pan, which provides bus service in the region, but uh, there are a number of flaws, flaws, one of which is that the span is not great enough. It doesn't start early enough. And for some people, it doesn't end late enough. And uh, it doesn't, you know, offers, you know, fairly infrequent service, like every two hours or so, and it's expensive. I think a round trip from Boston to Springfield is like 45 bucks, um, which is not a really cost-effective day trip. So... You know, there's we talked a lot about the opportunities there, and uh, and uh, you can hit me up if you want more. I won't bore the rest of you, but if you're more interested in that area, you can hit me up. Uh, transit Matters might be getting involved in regional transit as well. I mean, we're we're big supporters of regional transit, but uh, you know, we haven't so far. We've mostly focused on the MBTA, and you know, the main issue with with the uh, regional transit authorities, which are these you know 15. Uh, transit agencies that provide service outside in the the cities and big towns outside of Boston are you know the main issues are the same thing you'll find in most transit agencies across the country that, that you know that are not the not the mega ones is uh, service is too infrequent and doesn't run early or late enough uh, span and frequency the critical issues right you know they have most of these places they have the routes down there might be a route or two that they would like to add 
or you know things that they need to modify but for the most part they get the roots down it's just that they don't they don't run late and a lot of very often most of the time actually they don't run Sunday and um, PBT actually runs the I think it's the second or third busiest bus route in the state which is the B43 which links Northampton and Amherst um, so you have all the colleges Smith College, uh, Amherst College, UMass, Amherst, and a bunch of others as well in the area. So um, that's a really busy bus route, and it, it often runs with articulated buses during the school year because it's very it's very busy. And, uh, and as I mentioned, student drivers, or drivers who are students, they know how to drive. They're not learning to drive. <laughs> they know how to drive the bus. They're, uh, they're, they're uh, learning, uh, hopefully, learning things at UMass, Amherst, uh, which is a big state university, University of Massachusetts. And, um, yeah, so what else? So, um, that's, those are the main issues facing the RTAs, and this is an issue that, um, you know, needs a lot of work and doesn't get a lot of support because they cater primarily to, uh, serving that social justice function and economic justice is, you know, providing a service for people who can't afford to have other transportation. And the reason is because when you have the service levels that, a lot of these places do, like the bus that I took from Northampton to Holyoke last night. The last bus was seven o'clock, and yeah, it's ridiculous. When you have a service level like that, it's like okay, well, if you can afford a car, or you know, if you can get somebody to give you a ride, then then that's generally what you're going to do because relying on the bus service is, is difficult unless you're trying to make a lifestyle out of that. And even then, there are going to be times when you're, you know, you're going to drive or get a ride or or whatever, um, or maybe you take the biking. But biking has its limits in a place like this, which is you're very spread out. And the trips that you're making, you know, to go from here to Holyoke is 10 miles, and then to Springfield is another almost 10 miles. So it's, it's uh, you know, the geography is such that it makes biking a little difficult in, in that context. Uh, but in any case, that's enough about transportation here. I will be doing more podcasts of all kinds, so uh, stay tuned. And thanks for listening, and send me your feedback. Uh, you can go to criticaltransit.com and all the info is there or just email feedback at Critical Transit and uh, one day I might tweet again at Critical Transit but don't don't rely on that to uh, communicate with me because I'm not on there very often um, so yeah I'll talk to you soon and I will uh, see you on the road or the trains or the streets or wherever or the mountains perhaps <laughs>